Welcome to Iro Live with host Bob Bay. Last week we talked about being on the other side of the Jordan and then the battle for Jericho. And we learned about all the different things of being obedient to God and following Him and following His instructions. And the next battle is the battle of AI. You know, they lost that battle when they went out against them. They sent people to look and and the guys came back and they said, these guys are nothing. We got this because they had such success in Jericho. And this is in, uh, in the book of Joshua. They had such success in Jericho because, you know, you remember God had told them to walk around the city. They consecrated themselves, renewed the covenant with God, followed his directions. And they had such success. And, you know, a lot of times in life we come off of we have success, especially like in recovery. Like we start out sometimes and you're all excited. I was all excited, you know, in the beginning. I was all excited. Yeah. Not, not like in that first 30 days. <laughs> I was not excited in that first 30 days. Actually, I wasn't excited in the first 90 days. There was a lot of stuff going on inside me in the 90 days. I'm sure my chemicals were getting back in whack in those first 90 days. But uh, I started getting excited because it was like, yeah, this is working. This is working. My life is changing. I had had the revelations about, uh, if you've read the book, the, the router story. And I was so bummed when, uh, when I realized that my behavior that I had for drugs was the same behavior I used throughout my life, you know, to anesthetize the pain of having unmet needs, to numb that pain. Or to, in order to try and meet my needs. And you know, guys, we know that drinking and doing drugs, having these sexual relationships, gambling, all of this other stuff, doesn't really meet our needs, but it gives us pleasure. We want happiness. We want to be happy. But our circumstances keep us from being happy many times. So we substitute happiness with pleasure. And that pleasure... A lot of times when we talk about it, it's referred to as far as sex, but that pleasure is really anything that stimulates our emotions. You know, in some recovery groups, they would talk about any mind-altering or mood-altering substance, or sometimes any mind-altering or mood-altering person, place, or thing, because we use all of those. We want happiness. Our circumstances are not the way that we want them to be. And we think, if only, if I could just have some more money, if I had a better relationship for me for a while, if I just had more drugs, if I just had more meth, you know, I'd be all right. If my boss would get off my back, it'd be all right. If Pam would get off my back and just let me party and have a little bit of fun, it would be all right. I could be happy. But none of that stuff was making me happy. Everything in life that you derive pleasure from that stimulates your senses, that causes a dopamine release in your brain, any of that, it always takes a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more to get that same high. And it'll only last for so long. And then suddenly, everything is turned to just maintenance. It's just maintenance usage, just to survive. Everything is that way. Everything in life that brings you pleasure is that way. It seems pretty grim, right? <laughs> Such a bummer. But God did it that way on purpose because he wants to meet our needs. 
He wants to meet our needs in a healthy way. He doesn't want us to have unhealthy, manipulative relationships. God wants to meet our needs in a way that's productive and healthy. And so he won't let us substitute things for him. I'm not trying to be religious and all theological. I'm just telling you God created us a certain way. We are a biological wonder and a machine. Our body is a hardware. It works the way God intended it to work. And our software, which is our soul, is supposed to work a certain way. Our mind, our will, and our emotions. God created us and designed us to work a certain way. And when we try and work outside of that way, it creates problems for us. So let me tie that back into what happened in the story of Joshua in the promised land. Remember, we're talking about the promised land because that's where we want to live. The promised land is a representation of the Garden of Eden and looking forward towards the kingdom of God. It started in the garden, it'll end in the garden. So this is what ended up happening. They had this great battle at Jericho and God tore down the walls and they overcame. But so this is what ended up happening though. The next battle was the battle of Ai. It was a much smaller city. And so they went to attack the city and actually God said on this one, you can keep all of the money, you can keep all the gold, the livestock, you can have all of that stuff on this city. But this was the thing. They didn't seek the counsel of God before they went up. They said, hey, this is a lot smaller city. We'll just send part of our men up there. And they sent them up there and they were slaughtered. They lost. And so they came back and Joshua was, was forlorn. He's like, God, what happened? Now he's seeking God. He didn't seek God before that. Now he's seeking God. And God said, someone in your camp has taken to themselves the accursed things. This guy's name was Achan, A-K-I-N. Achan saw a beautiful garment, a whole bunch of money, and this little silver idol. Money, an idol, and a garment that was very prestigious. And he took those things and he took them into his house and he hid them away. And this is horrible, guys, because what ended up happening, and this is, again, the short version, Achan and all of his family and all of his belongings were destroyed. Because during that battle, when they were supposed to take nothing, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life overcame him. This happens to us. This happens to us in life. We get distracted because we think about this garment. It was a beautiful garment. And it doesn't say exactly what that garment was and everything, but... It represents our appearance to others, the way we look to others, other people's opinions of us. Then money, obviously we know we cherish money. And we live in fear because of not having enough money or not being able to get the things that we believe money will buy us. And the other thing is the idols in our lives. That could be any number of things. The things that we put before God. When God says, don't do all of this stuff because it'll, it'll destroy your life. Not only did it destroy Achan, it destroyed all of his family. Because that's what drugs do, right? 
I speak about drugs, but it could be gambling. It could be alcohol. It could be relationships. Shopping. All of these things that we use in order to meet our own needs or to numb the pain of having unmet needs will destroy us and the people that we love. It just happens. But there is a a redemption to this. When that was laid down and it was rooted out, they went back and they fought and they won the battle. They overcame. The battle was won. God did it again. And so this is the other part of that because in Jericho, Achan looked to those things and took them without permission and hid them away. And he didn't realize that God already had the plan and he was going to be able to keep the gold, the livestock, you know, the cattle, all of that stuff, the garments, everything. They were going to get to keep that in the next battle. But Achan wanted it now. And this is the sad thing. As you read that in that story, Achan realized what happened. And he was very sorrowful. He was sad. And he realized that what he did affected everyone. It was a shame. It was sad. But the damage had been done. But this is the good thing about now, too, is that we have mercy and grace. Now, we are not under the old covenant like they were. We're under the new covenant. And so, Jesus paid the price. We just run back to him, right? Here I am again. I'm back where I began. That's what that song is all about, is messing up and then having to go back to God and saying, I'm sorry, but that's what he wants. That's why he keeps going with us. His patience is to keep saying, that's fine. Come back. You're going to grow. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to parent you. I'm going to love you through this. I'm going to give you the things you need. I'm going to equip you to overcome And I am going to, when you get to that point, I will meet your needs. Because you see, just like with Achan, we jump the gun and it takes away God's ability to be able to do what he wants to do in his timing. God already knew that he was going to provide for what they needed. But Achan didn't. Can you see that? Can you see that parallel? Like how we meet our own needs God wants to meet our needs, but because we get worried about our needs not being met and because of the way we feel and because of what's going on, we jump the gun and we, and it circumvents what God's trying to do. And I get, I, you know, me being in business for myself and doing remodeling, it took a long time for me to learn this lesson because I would look at things in the natural and a job would come up and I would have to bid it. And I would be so worried about not getting that job. And I would think, I have to get this job because, well, you know, if I don't get this job, then I won't get this next blah, 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 all this stuff running through my mind. So I would, one, I would either underbid it so I would be sure that I would get the job. And I would get it, but because I bid it so low, so to be sure I got it, I regretted getting it because it would take forever to do it. So I wouldn't make the money I needed anyway. Or the other thing would be, God would know that there were things going to happen in that job that I didn't want to have to deal with. 
be it personalities with the homeowners or just difficulties that were hidden underneath what you could see, uh, changes in prices that I wouldn't, couldn't foresee in the future. And so I did one. It was a big job. I got in the middle of it because I thought, man, this is it. This is the one. This, this is going to give me breathing room now. I'm going to have a bucket of money when this is done, and everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be wonderful. I got into that job, and I was absolutely miserable, and this was the thing. I had other people calling me right and left, asking me, do you have any time? Can you come do more? If I had not taken that job, if I had not gotten short-sighted and taken that job, there was plenty of other work to be done, and I would have made the money I needed to make. Now, take that and parallel that with relationships that you have. There's an old saying that says, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. I've seen a lot of people end up in relationships and stay in relationships that were incredibly unhealthy because they were, well, I have this person. They take care of me. I need this. If I don't have them, what would I do? I know a, a person who stayed in an abusive, very abusive relationship for a very long time. And it's like, why do they keep running back to this person? Why do they keep running back to this person? Well, because that's the hope that they see. But this is life. And this is our journey, right? We don't want to keep going through these same things over and over and over again. We don't want to have to go through the same lessons over and over and over again to learn. And so... Jesus says, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, come to me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Jesus says, because of his death on the cross, basically what it was is that God came to earth to take care of us and to show us that he was in it with us, knowing that they would, they would crucify him. But when it comes down to it, all we have to do is just put our trust in in God and say, yes, I, I receive the sacrifice that Jesus made for me. I receive that. You may not even understand it today. You guys, I've been doing this for 35 years, coming up on 35 years. And I'm still learning things week by week by week, still learning, still growing, still becoming a better me, still learning to walk in the garden. You just have to trust in Him. Surrender Him and trust Him. Thanks for listening. Please comment and subscribe for upcoming podcasts. To order your copy of My Real Life, go to the Take Action page at our website, reallifeministries-stl.com or go to Real Life Ministries STL on Facebook.